0: You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the Senior Pastor of the Covenant Nation.
1: I will ask you to, all right, um, have set a goal of something that you really want to happen in your career. But it must be definitely, or definitely must be out of your reach. So that you will know that it's through the practice of these principles that, or that was going to teach him, that he was able to experience the growth that he was confident that this gentleman was going to experience once he started practicing the principles. So he sets that goal for himself. And he said it must be something that is in your heart, really in your heart. And so as we teach, all right, on this issue of faith, this series, uh, it just came back to my mind, um, to my heart here, that it's important that so that it's not just theoretical knowledge that people are acquiring and improving you intellectually when it comes to the things of God, for Jesus said, if you will do what I say, then you will know that I speak not of myself, but I speak as taught by God. In other words, to experience the power of God in any teaching or doctrine, it is found in the practice of it and not just in an intellectual assimilation or being able to comprehend all right, what was said. So, I'll ask that people, all right, have something, a goal that you have inside your heart. However, this goal must be something that you really desire in your heart. What is the true, all right, desire of your heart? Because we have as human beings, particularly gets amplified in Christianity, that we have a way of hiding and we get ashamed of what we really, really desire. We don't even sometimes communicate those things, all right, to God. And it's shrouded in, you know, some theological stuff and people try to sound deep and, and, you know, try to sound humble and all of that. And and they don't really reach out for those things that lie on the inside of them. For example, if it's a desire of a person, all right, to be wealthy in life, it's an honorable desire. And I explain this. But you never have Christians really coming out and saying that it is my desire to be very wealthy because there's a sense of, you know, you know, it might not be Christian and all of that or sometimes you'll feel ambitious and all of that. And, and, and so that sense of guilt and they never unlock what is really within their heart. Now, if it is to have large amounts of money, there's nothing wrong with that. Because the only thing here is that you have to understand that all that God is saying is how are you going to use it? Because God Himself wants His children to have large sums of disposable income. Because then, and they understand that there are channels, they understand that there are points of contact, all right, on this earth for the release of. all right, of these sums of money that they have acquired, because many prayers that people are offering up is hinged upon, the answers to this prayer is hinged upon the benevolence of individuals on this earth who actually have the resources. And God is looking for people because many people are praying. So let's give an example. If inside a city, there are only 30,000 jobs in that city, and 80,000 people are praying for jobs and they're unemployed. And out of those 80,000, let's say 60,000 are Christians, but really it's only 30,000 jobs that are available. Then, as it were, all right, some prayers will go unanswered, except some individuals respond and now go and build large enterprises and through those large-scale enterprises they can hire people And by that, the prayers that some people are offering up unto God, God now has channels upon the earth through which those prayers, all right, can be answered. So if you take what you really desire inside your heart to God, God will sanctify it. God will, this is what I say when he gives you the promise, God will take it, And he will show you how that particular thing, that is he will make crooked things straight. He will take darkness and turn it into light. He will take it and sanctify it and focus that thing and say, this is why I also want that. Good intentions are not enough. Everybody wants to do it. Do you get what I'm saying? God is looking for people who have the capacity. That's what he needs now. And so, if a person says, This is what I want, and it's a desire that is on the inside, and God is putting that desire, then we Christians will do what is called humility, not humility now, which means that it's humility now. Uh, no, 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 no. I just want just for myself and my family selfishness. You don't know. Selfishness. All I just want is just a little bit of money, just me and my family go to their selfishness. All right? I mean, I mean if, if your desire is that your, and I want to show something here, how this is done. Your desire is that your children should go to the best schools in the world. It will put them on a better plateau. It's possible, so don't come with it. Are you following me I mean, so what I want to show is this. Put up that table here. This is what I'm, I'm saying this to show this. All right? And that's what we have found out here about human nature. Now, this is possibility or probability of something happening. And this is the desire that a person has that he wants to happen. So let's assume the possibility is 1% or probability of that thing happening is 1%. This person has a desire, a real hot desire for it, 100%. This is what this person wants. All right? Somebody else, the probability of it happening is 70%. But the real desire they have is just 30% for that thing. What I want to show is this. If you have a 100% desire for something and the probability or possibility of it happening is 1%, you have a greater chance of it happening than if you desire something 10% and the probability is 90. But people don't follow through with the things that they desire on the inside of them. I mean, you even see pastors all right, saying that, you know, oh, no, 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 I don't want my church to grow. It's not about growth. It's not about numbers. It's not about, um, it's, just, it's just fellowship. Where do you see that? God was the one that started Numbers game. God was the one that said we increased. God was the one that said they multiplied. And everywhere God says increase, everywhere he says multiplied, everywhere he says multitude. I checked it yesterday. It was because of a sanctified, deep spiritual thing that they did that brought about the increase. Increase was never alright, in the New Testament, a manifestation of, of, of shallowness. The word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied. The Bible says they were praising God, God gave them favor and people were added to the church. The Lord added and he was saying it, which means God was saying this is the manifestation of my glory. But we have a way of hiding these things in terms of you know, wanting to be humble, alright and we push down everything that is on the inside and we're going to see that if you keep pushing down all those things on the inside and you don't bring those things to the fore then what happens is you become unhappy, all right, and you don't experience any miracles, you don't experience, all right, anything supernatural, and you may just get the praise of a few people, all right, that really don't understand stuff in life and how things really work. So let's look at it here in terms of, all right, practicing faith that brings the supernatural. Job chapter 14, this one I want to show this morning, from verse 7, Job 14 verse 7, it says, for there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Next verse, all right. Though the roots thereof wax old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Verse 9, it says, yet through the scent of water it will bird and it will bring forth boughs or branches like a plant. In other words, it says even there's hope. If a tree looks like it's in a hopeless situation and it's all dried up and the roots are dried up in the ground and all of that, and you look at it and you want to give up on that tree and say, nothing good can come out of this and give up, all right, on it. A person can want to give up on a marriage or give up on a business or give up on this. It says with a scent of water. If you just can begin to water it, and start pouring water on it, it is going to sprout up. It is going to, Its branches are going to come out. You are going to see life, restoration, and health. And so I want to look in the realm of the spirit, what will amount to this water, which means that there's a vision, there's a goal, there's the desire that you really want, and we want to now begin to allow that thing, all right, to have a supply of some water coming into it. And what will happen when the water begins to come? Then the thing begins to blossom. This is what Jesus was saying in John chapter 7 and verse 37. It tells us in the great day of that feast, he stood and cried and said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. So it starts with that person. He's thirsty, which is there's a longing in the heart of that person for something. Let him come to me and drink, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water." So, water is going to come out of the belly. This is what I want to teach today because anything can come alive if it's touched, all right, and comes in contact with water out of his belly. So, he drinks in the water, and the water comes out of his belly as living water, touching things and causing life to come. What's this water? He now goes in the next verse and says, this he spoke about the Holy Spirit, all right, which they that believe on him will receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus said he was not yet glorified. This is the water that comes out, it's invisible now, that comes out of us, but tangible, carrying virtue, the presence of God, the glory of God, and it enters into things, enters into bodies, restores the body, enters into things there, all right, and begins to bring about restoration life, enters into a career, enters into a marriage, enters the bed, whatever it is, into the life of a child, and it begins to bring about restoration, and everything begins to blossom. This is what Jesus was saying to the woman at the well, when she said to her, if you knew who it was that was asking you for natural water, and you know what natural water can do, he said, you will have asked and I will have given you the gift. And he said, this gift will have been a well of water in you springing up alright to eternal life.
0: Do you reside in the beautiful city of Abuja? Have you always wanted very practical faith teachings and insights for living? Have you always wanted to listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade teach live? If you answered yes to the questions above, you are in good company. Come and listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade Sundays at 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Ladi Ladikwali Conference Center, Sheraton Abuja Hotel. The Covenants Nation is now in your city. If you didn't know, now you know. So it's the Spirit
1: that is poured into us, and then from within us, the Spirit is now poured out into things within our environment, and what happens is life begins to come. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28, speaking about this. It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, that's afterwards. So he was saying this is going to, the time is coming. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And verse 29 says, and I will pour upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days. I will pour out my spirit. And then he says, there shall be signs and there will be wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Now, Peter quoted that same scripture in Acts chapter 2 and verse 16... And he said, this is that which was spoken by Joel. Because they said these men were drunken with wine. And he said, it's the third hour of the day they are not drunk as you people suppose it to be. In other words, the Bible says, don't be filled with wine or don't be drunk in excess with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So they saw them and felt it was wine, but it was another substance inside them. And it was the Spirit that had entered into them. And so he said, 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Now what's the next thing? Once the spirit is poured out, what is the next activity that occurs? It says, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions, old men will dream dreams. Next verse. It says, and upon my servants and my handmaidens will I pour out in those days of my spirit. And the next thing it says, and they shall prophesy. Which means that once you are thirsty and you come to him and drink and he pours his spirit on the inside. He says, how are the rivers of living water going to go on the outside through what is called prophesying. And this is what I came to share this morning. In other words, what I want to show is these rivers that flow out of our being and the waters that come out, they come out in form of prophetical transits, which means we start prophesying. There's a dimension of faith that demands that you prophesy. So you start prophesying, all right, into your business. You start prophesying, all right, into your career. And what you literally are doing is releasing living water into it that will cause that thing to blossom, that will cause that thing to flourish. You are releasing spiritual substance, I'm going to show, all right, and you see clearly into that particular thing. That will cause it to blossom, that will cause it to flourish. It will be a wonder unto people, which means that because it says, you will see signs and wonders. In other words, people begin to wonder what is going on. Yeah, which means things that they didn't consider to be possible they begin to materialize right before their eyes and it's coming because the people are releasing water consciously and deliberately even though it's not seen it is entering into it i mean there are many things that are real that we don't see there there, 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 are cathode rays all kinds of rays going on here all right through which we put on television we listen on radio those things are there They have been all there. We can't see them, but we make use of them in the same way, which means there's energy all around us. In the same way, the Spirit of God can be released into what people are doing, released into lives of people, and you prophesy, and, all right, that life causes things to happen. A situation that you think is out of reach suddenly becomes possible because that has been done. There is a practice of that. And so it tells us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, It tells us this. It says, having gifts that differ according to the grace which is given, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So there is a prophetic dimension in expressing your faith, all right, you have, or the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ on the inside of you. So I want to see how that will happen. So it says the first thing here is that in order to operate in faith, we said the first thing is to understand that faith is the substance of the things that you hope for. And we have explained that hope is not just, so that thing is your desire, which means that people say, well, like my desire now or my aspiration is to have a lot of wealth and all of that. Now, that's your desire. Now, you take it to God in prayer and He converts it into hope now, He makes a promise. And shows you, and in making that promise, he shows you what he's going to do. I'm going to give you power to obtain wealth. That, in my established God. he shows you what that thing is for. He takes it, all right, so that your heart is fulfilled and God's heart is also fulfilled in in that coming to pass. It's all of you and all of God that is manifested in that particular thing. So you take it up to God in prayer, we said this, no matter how it is. Whether it's a situation in which you need deliverance, salvation, or it's your aspiration, all right, or desire that is within, go to God in prayer and communicate it. And what happens is God, first of all, speaks to you in order to give you hope. In other words, you thought it's a desire, but this thing I don't think, it may never happen, so let me just keep it. Don't let me experience disappointment. But God now comes and gives you solid hope. He says something to you that creates an expectation. He says, my thoughts towards you, if you seek me, are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future or the expectation. So he gives you an expectation there, the expected end. All right. He gives you the, that expectation when he reveals his word to you. Uh, the situation looks hopeless, but you go to God in prayer, we said this, it says, remember thy word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. So the prayer is Ephesians 1:17 and 18, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, that the eyes of my understanding may be enlightened, that I may know the hope of your calling. Grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, that the eyes of my understanding may be opened up, that I may know what is the hope of this calling upon my life. And when you do that and God reveals you, go to the word of God because it is through the knowledge of Jesus, this hope comes and you are reading the scriptures. From it, God now opens up scriptures to you that minister life and give you hope. And there's an expectation that you now have. I mean, I've told this story before. There was a woman who was praying who they said they were going to amputate her foot. And she went to God in prayer and said, God, I don't want this to happen. And then as she was reading the word of God, she found a scripture that just jumped out of the pages of the scripture. It wasn't a healing word, but it told her what will happen. And it's found in Proverbs, all right? And I've never heard anybody use it for for healing. And that's the way when you get a revelation, you've never heard anybody teach it that way. You've never heard, that scripture just comes out and says something to you that you've never heard any human being tell you. You know it is God talking to you. And that scripture says, the Lord shall be thy confidence and will not suffer your foot to be taken. Bam, she got it. So she saw that scripture that my foot and she went and said, "I am, this foot is not going to be saved. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and he shall keep thy foot from being taken. She got it. Hope came to her. All right? So it starts with hearing from heaven concerning it. This is the foundation. I'll give two examples here. Acts chapter 27 and verse 19. Acts 27 and verse 19. Now, they were going through a shipwreck and the Bible tells us on the third day, we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the sheep. And then verse 20, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, it was for 14 days. Can you imagine you go outside, it's pitch black, dark, no star, no, you could never see the moon in four, or, the, or, or the sun in 14 days. To be in that condition, and you're being tossed to and fro. All right? It says, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Same thing happened to Abraham. He was a hundred years old, Sarah's womb was dead. The hope was gone. Where did he get his hope from? God spoke to him. According as it is written. So what happened? Paul said, after long abstinence, I, Paul, stood forth in the midst of them and said, says he began to prophesy to them, You should have begun unto me and not have loosed from credit to have gained this harm and loss. However, now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the sheep. Verse 23, he said, where he got it from. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord, whose I am, whom I serve. And he said, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. So he or I got it, have heard from heaven. Hope was created. So we said, take the desire to God in prayer or the situation. Communicate it to God. The Bible tells us that in this New Testament, because of the death of Jesus, you are no longer in this world without hope and without Christ. With Christ means there is hope for any situation. You are never and you will never be in a hopeless situation no matter how it looks. Impossible. With every temptation, God has created a way of escape. If it's pitch black, there's a way of escape. If they say, listen, there's no way out, there is a way out. The doors, Listen, what you need to do is stop listening to people about it and stop listening to the condition on the outside. Go to God with that desire and pray to him and ask him what you want. And then he opens up his word to you and you see something in his word and the word begins to talk to you. So you get a scripture that speaks to you in a very unique way. Now, we'll give another example of someone who was in a hopeless situation and I will use her to teach. Mark chapter 5, verse 26 to verse 28. This was the woman with the issue of blood. Now, verse, let's start from verse 25. The Bible says there was a woman, a certain woman, who had an issue of blood for 12 years. So she was in this condition for 12 years. And she had suffered many things, all right? suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had now that shows you her level of desire
0: Do you reside in the beautiful city of Abuja? Have you always wanted very practical faith teachings and insights for living? Have you always wanted to listen to Pastor Boudjou Oyemade teach live? If you answered yes to the questions above, you are in good company. Come and listen to Pastor Boudjou Oyemade Sundays at 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Ladi Kwali Conference Center, Sheraton Abuja Hotel. The Covenants Nation is now in your city. If you didn't know, now you know. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.